that goes hand in hand with neuroplasticity because you can start with nothing and because you've convinced your brain that you are something else you will slowly start to change into that hello spiritual baddies entrepreneurs and everyone in between you're listening to the embodiment podcast where we dig into who you are behind closed doors And even if you aren't an entrepreneur or on your spiritual journey, but you're looking for something to listen to while you're on the treadmill or on the road or just looking for some new knowledge to gain, welcome. I'm your co-host, Ashley Fry. And I'm Manote Series. So have you ever felt stuck in your ways, convinced that you can't change certain things about yourself? I don't think Mano wants to film the podcast today. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm literally saying. That was so ad- that was so I, I know, I know. ad core. No, but like essentially, okay, so in life, we always have points in time where we're just not feeling it. So you're you're like about to reverse out laughing and it's like it's distracting. I can't. Okay, go. Okay, okay, okay. Um <laughs> Sorry to everyone listening. Today's like one of those fun episodes where me and Ashley like or, or sorry, me, I'm fucking around too much. It's um, Sina, ignore it. I, no way! Wait, how the hell did you see that? I got it. You got it? What? How did you get that? Oh, 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 from embodiment. You got it from embodiment, that's why. Okay. Yes. Oh my god, the way you knew I was gonna look, <laughs> look down. Um. So yeah, essentially... In terms of neuroplasticity, obviously we're not experts in terms of the brain, but we've done a lot of YouTube watching, <laughs> YouTube research, and like Google. Um, and reading. And reading. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Like obviously there's a bunch of different things, but essentially it's the way your brain um, works and the way your brain grows over time during your life. And like one thing I wanted to point out is that I had someone come in uh, to our school like oh, two weeks ago, I think. Um, and his name was Greg Wells. And he was talking about the brain and like how, and I actually took videos of it. Like, I took videos of his whole talk because it was really interesting. And he talked about how, what, like, like the different ways your brain learns and how you can optimize that kind of stuff. And the cool thing he said was, you think better when you're moving in motion doing something so he was like when you are sitting on your bed all day or sitting on the couch all day doing work you're actually thinking less than you would or you're being less smart about your work versus if you were to get up uh and walk around for like every 25 minutes you get up walk around for a bit and like stay active because he showed us uh even like proof right when a like uh, he shows an example of a zebrafish. So when a zebrafish is swimming through the ocean, its whole brain is like lit up and like moving in different sections or whatever. But when it stops, its brain goes gray. So like it stops thinking when it stops moving. And he was like, it's the same for humans. And he's like, a, wait, can you, I can't hear you. Technical difficulties. Do, 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 do. Hello. Oh, I hear you. Oh. Wait, hello? Okay, can you hear me now? Yep, I got it. Okay. Um, no, I was just going to say it's 
also like you become more attentive when you're moving around and what uh one thing my business uh ethics and business prof actually pointed out recently was um he asked like who do you know out of speakers around the world um entrepreneurs around the world who walk back and forth while they're talking like on stage in front of people and he started talking about steve jobs and the reason why and he went into the whole spiel about why which it goes back to like our natural survival instincts fight or flight right and so that's a big part of it but it's also the fact that when you're moving and your blood is flowing more you're obviously getting more oxygen to your brain you're more inclined to be breathing more properly when you're moving around versus sitting down where like you might be hunched over short of breath right so um but yeah and it's also again just like being attentive totally attentive when you're moving your body you're more inclined to be attentive even if you don't realize that first you're more you're more conscious well it's also the the thing of and that's completely right but it's also a thing of when you see these really gigantic bigger than life people like steve jobs and elon musk and whatever speaking on stage and they're walking around not only does it help them think but it helps them captivate the attention of the room yeah well yeah because it puts it puts everyone who's in the room in that fight or flight yeah because it's like because it's like it's worry thing right like yeah to watch it moving right yeah and like that's why i try i mean on the phone if you see me on the phone i'm literally pacing around the room running i have to try and tell you to stop to moving around you go back and forth so fast and that's what because i move a lot when i'm what i'm trying to think it works so much better for me for me when I'm walking around. Um yeah. just I'm like it just makes more sense for me specifically to walk around. That's just the way I speak. Even even in presentation sometimes, I try my best to stay still. Like I try to like stay in one place, but usually I end up like like straying, like going at least like like maybe like going forward or going back and like do you know? Yeah. Um and I, it just it helps you think, but it also helps you captivate the attention of the room. Yeah. And people learn in stories. So if you can create a narrative around what you're presenting or what you're doing, yeah. you're more likely to attract people's attention and get them to engage with you uh, and yeah. get them to do what you want. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's not really neuroplasticity. That's more so just the common, like what the brain does uh, yeah. and like how to optimize your your learning. But I'd just say that in a short way to explain neuroplasticity, it's like basically the the way your brain rewires itself. Yeah. And creates. Well, and I read neuroplasticity and I was like, oh my goodness, we do this in so many different ways. Like when you change a habit, you're uh, like, you're using neuroplasticity. When you did that cold tub last week, like that's rewiring your brain, right? And you become so much more attentive, so much more concentrated afterwards um when you read in the morning versus maybe at nighttime like because you're in what is it is it theta state <laughs> no no it isn't alpha i think it's alpha yeah i don't remember that episode was so long ago yeah. but you're in alpha state and so your brain is a lot more malleable in terms of what you feed into your subconscious so if you're strategic about the ways that you 
habitually do things, like your paradigm, in the way that you, and paradigm being um, the repetitive habitual things that you do every day, right? Um, Then you can totally, 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 what's the word? I'm trying to think of the word. You can totally unlock that neuroplasticity at another level where you come out feeling and like maybe even looking like a completely different person than you were three months ago, six months ago, a year ago. And and that's the amazing part about the brain, just in terms of just human, the human body, the human brain, is that your brain is not fixed. Like, yeah, well, everything's always changing. It's always, yeah, it's for ever changing. And like the way, and that's kind of, it gives you a little bit of peace because even though like some people may have the preconception or like the misconception that they're not smart enough or that they are never going to be good at something. And considering the way the brain works and how it's constantly adapting and evolving, like even if you aren't good at something now, you can become good at it because no. is the brain itself is literally made to adapt to change and then basically allow you to to learn those new things um, and implement them into your life, right? If you need to learn yeah. it, your brain is going to teach you how to learn it, which yeah. is the math sense. Even if you don't know what the hell you're doing, you can still get um, a good mark if you put the effort in. Yeah. It's, and I think, I think it's really cool that you chose this topic too, just because I am reading Unlimited Power by Tony Robbins. And I've just finished listening to it second time around, Change Your Paradigm by Bob Proctor. So I've listened to it again, right? Because at the end of it, he says, I want you to listen to 30 minutes of this every morning for the next 60 days, right? And you don't fully absorb something if you read it or listen to it once. So this is my first attempt at listening to a book. Um, and I'm going to go on to the third time now. <laughs> but uh, something he talks about is, well, first of all, you are what you think, right? Um, if you're accepting and thinking things that hold you down, you're going to be held down. Um, second of all, you can change that, whether it be in 24 hours, whether it be as Tony Robin, Tony Robin, Tony Robin talks about is changing people's state within like five minutes, right? You can go from feeling depressed and deprived to feeling like you just cultivated the most power, like everyone's power in the room with like literally in five minutes. Um, so that, and then also, uh, one story that Bob Proctor was talking about was, um, and I forget his name, but he uh, was the creator of Hotmail, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was Hotmail. But Jesus, my throat. Um, but he moved to America with like no money, no friends, no family. But he told himself and he fully believed it that he was going to build one of the fastest growing, I, I think, billion dollar companies in the world. And because he fully believed that, he did it. Even though he literally came here with nothing, had nothing, had no people to back him up. Like he just, he knew he was going to do that. And so I think that goes hand in hand with neuroplasticity because 
you can start with nothing and because you've convinced your brain that you are something else you will slowly start to change into that and that could be having nothing but still having the belief or that can be not having the belief and changing to having the belief right that's yeah absolutely like it goes into neuroplasticity and beliefs are heavily tied and i think and and I, I obviously I could be wrong because I'm not a scientist or you know I like I, I study these things, but like based on your beliefs, your brain is going to reshape itself based on what you truly believe. Yeah, I, that's why people say like manifest in terms of saying things in the present tense because you're telling your brain that you already have these things, and even if your brain subconsciously knows that you're doing the manifestation thing, mm-hmm. it still is putting that energy into your thought your your conscious thought process yeah well and that's i think i've said this to you before but you go through things twice first you think about it then you do it so if you think about something and it's not something you want to believe but it's maybe from your old paradigm then as soon as you think that trigger like put it in your head okay if i think i'm fat what am i going to replace that with I'm the hottest bitch around or something, right? And so every time that your brain throws that old paradigm in there, because our subconscious does it, we see things, we feel things, we hear things that trigger those things. It takes work in order to pull ourselves out of that. It's not just easy peasy, it happens. Um, But getting started is, is the hardest part. So you need to choose if, say again, like say you feel like, okay, I'm fat. Okay, no, I'm the hottest bitch around or something like that. And then every single time that your brain subconsciously throws that thought in there, you go, no, I'm the hottest bitch around. And then eventually it's going to switch over. And instead of hearing I'm fat in your head, you're going to hear I'm the hottest bitch around. And you're going to be like, "Yeah." yeah, you know what I mean? So you start to believe it. It takes time and it takes effort. But the more that you implement and you carve that into your brain the more that those beliefs are going to come into fruition and that that's why we're always saying especially also with the the big five around you because people around you are also going to help you stick those things in your mind like if you say i'm fat the like and you have good people around you they're going to be like no you're the hottest bitch around as you said and they're going to like reinforce that in your mind so it's like not you know constantly on the surface and it's starting to get pushed down or like even pushed mm-hmm. out entirely. We don't want to yeah. push it down into us. We want to push it out of us. Um, yeah. And like, I even saw that in elementary school because in elementary school, it was li- literally, I I thought I was so dumb in elementary school. Like I literally was like, I, I'm not smart. I can't do anything. I whatever. Cause like everyone around me was telling me that my teachers were like, yeah, your, your son, he can't do this and he can't do that um and he's he's like whatever like they you know in parent-teacher interviews toxic yeah. like they were toxic because i literally came out of them always well, being like oh teachers, I teachers aren't taught how to speak to students right and even you look in any sport and this is why like yes there's some situations where maybe a coach does something and it ignites change in you because it's just like it goes so against what you believe that you're like okay i'm gonna fucking prove it to you but this is why my dad does what he does is because there's coaches out there that say shit to you or they try to intimidate you before a game or something 
And because of that, you're thrown off for the game because automatically it triggers, whether it be fight or flight or something else that throws you off and diminishes that belief that you're capable of doing it. So same thing in schools. Not all teachers are taught how to speak to us properly. Not all teachers care enough, right? Maybe some do and some are gentle and cautious and whatever, but it's something where you have to learn to be resilient towards it and i feel heavily among among i feel heavily aligned to what you just said too and recently you know how i kind of like felt like i was in a rut for a little bit i found that way of thinking popping into my head again right like the oh well i'm not that smart and it's when and i'm gonna pull the change of paradigm back into it but it's when you fall back into those old habits that old paradigm where it starts to trigger the domino effect of everything else that you felt or did in that paradigm and so i wasn't pulling myself to the gym i was letting myself think certain things i was kind of just like hermiting right and like when all of that happens then what happens to my brain is okay those old thoughts that come when i used to be maybe sadder or like less confident, those started to come in. And then once you get started in doing the stuff that elevates your paradigm to a new one, then you realize, oh my God, like I just had to do this, this, and this in order. And it feels like after you get through the starting part, then you're like, okay, this feels easier. But that big, like it's always the starting point that is the hardest hurdle to get over. And then you start to, feel like you can rework your brain in any way possible that is so real actually i resonate with that too literally because i obviously understand like we we talk outside of the podcast obviously so we know a little more about our lives but like even in the sense where you where you were saying you know there's some points where you're like i'm not smart enough whatever like those were creeping back for me too and i was like no no no, i need to get rid of them i need to dispose of them because like that's not going to do me any good yeah that stuff because Again, it's mainly coming from the imposter syndrome of like, yeah. I realize most of these thoughts come from just not believing or that you deserve to be in the place that you're in. And I also, you just, you, you just said something that um, pointed me towards this, but I think in terms of neuroplasticity and in actually making changes instead of just, and this is where I have issues sometimes, is I'll just be like, no, don't think that instead of replacing it with something else, Mm. right? Because if you're just brushing it off, it's still hindering, right? So you have to replace it with something else to actually make that neuroplasticity change in your brain. So instead of saying, I am not smart, I am super intelligent. Yeah, like I'm the baddest bitch around. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) That's literally it. Like, at the end of the day, everyone goes through this. I, I think imposter syndrome, everyone has it in some aspect of their lives. People are faking it, but some people let it affect them more than others. Yeah. Right. And I think that's why in terms of, I just want to say for, for imposter syndrome specifically, ev- I think everyone faces it. And I think getting or changing that, changing what it says in your brain, that's where the real change happens. Yeah. Like, um, so now instead of saying like, I don't deserve this, I'm going to say I'm the only one that deserves this, you know, or like 
Yeah. Or I've never deserved something more in my life. I'm yeah, exactly. Like that. I or yeah. I'm I'm the highest performer um in my field. In the yeah. world. like or like I built the most successful company or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it has to be something that fuels the direction that you want to go into instead of feeding the paradigm that you're trying to pull yourself out of. Exactly. I love that word. Paradigm. Uh, yeah, paradigm. I know. Paradigm is such yeah. a... Reminds me of like dimensions, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like a, a, you're a different dimension, but because it's like the, a different way of doing everything. It also, it reminds me of when I kind of like started my spiritual journey at the beginning of 2022. Even though I feel like it started before that, but that was when I first like consciously started it because I was talking to this person and he kept talking about paradigm. And I was like, what the hell is that? Mm -hmm. Like I didn't fully grasp the concept. And so coming back to it and being able to like listen to the book that I'm listening to and listen to it so many times in a row and actually understand it fully and like want to keep absorbing that, it just... It's a total flip flip and script, right? Like before I was just, I didn't take the action. And now I'm changing the paradigm and taking the action. There you go. There you go. That's what we like to see. And then that, I need to read that book still because I feel like I've been reading. Dude, I, this just the photo. I know the, the photo. I'm, we won't. Uh, Don't show it on here. She might kill me. But like I've been reading the power uh, the 48 Laws of Power. I honestly love it because the way, and again, the way they describe things in the book is through stories. The entire mm-hmm. book is a, is like a story. Every single chapter, it's like there was once a person. It's called- very scholarly. Yes. That book is very scholarly, I'd say. It's very scholarly, but like, I love it. Like, I've read it before. I just, I'm now reading it again because I'm like, I just loved it so much. Um, And like some, I actually had a conversation one time with a lady who... I told that I read like the, the 48 laws of power or I, or I think she said that her, a man, she asked a man what her favorite book was on a date. And he said the 48 laws of power. And she was like, he's a narcissist. I'm dumping him. And she literally like never talked to me again, just because he said he read he, he read, sort of read He read the 48 laws of power. And I was like, would I be, would I be sexist if I agreed with her? Really? <laughs> I'm Wait, kidding. Let's, let's, let's talk about this. Why? no, I don't, I don't think, yeah, but you are excused. Um, (laughs) No, and I I don't mean it like that, but I think there are so many, and I think The 48 Laws of Power is a very influential book. I just think if it is his favorite book, like maybe Rich Dad, Poor Dad, or Think and Grow Rich maybe 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 or like the book by david goggins or let's keep naming them i don't know no i wouldn't and i and i don't mean that in a bad way at all i just if that is your most favorite book i think it's a really good book in terms of education and i think you'll learn a lot and i think it really helps you understand people and human nature and just what people are doing behind closed doors but um yeah, no, I might have to agree with her. Okay. But I'm well, not saying, I, and I don't mean the b- book is bad or if you read it, you're, no, I'm the one who handed you that book. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, 
see, I like the book because it goes to a lot. It's actually a big book too. But I, I, I like it just because no, it's... she's thick. Yeah, she is. But it's good though because I like like the the way that it shows you basically different different ways of looking at situations in life. Um, yeah, I would say my favorite book is Rich Dad Poor Dad. For the record, that is the book that sparked my self development journey. Like that, that reading that book literally sparked everything. Um, because yeah. again, in the book, he explains everything, all his lessons in a story. You know what book I just finished too listening to is The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. And it actually has a lot of uh a lot of really, really good stuff in there. So I recommend you mm. sitting down and reading that as well or listening I, to it. I still want to read also the the creature of Jekyll Island. That one I was like <laughs> It's on my list to read before March thirty first. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I feel like I've heard so much so many good things about it. Um yeah. hey. That's neuroplastic reading, by the way, is neuroplasticity. It is changing your brain when you read. That's why you see some of the highest performers in the entire world reading. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. You can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can write to us at embodimentpod at gmail.com. And if you want to send us a DM, it's at embodiment.pod. Or if you'd like to follow us or message us personally on Instagram, it's at Series and at ashley.fry. I'm Ashley. And I'm Mano. And you've been listening to Embodiment, who you are behind closed doors. Thank you guys. Have a beautiful day, babies. And I am so grateful for you. <laughs>